Welcome to Loose Lips, all the things you wanted to say but didn't know how to say it. Today's topic is on dating apps and scammers. In this day and age, people who are looking for romance are now going to dating apps. Gone are the days where you would meet someone at a bar, a club, grocery store, on the street, through friends, etc. Let's face it, we are all busy. People are psychos on the street. Friends may not know the other side of a person they are introducing you to. So this has led to the over-infusion of dating apps. It's actually easier. You can take your best photo and embellish a little, or a lot, and swipe, swipe away. But even though there are many success stories using these dating apps, there are also many horror stories as well. In any dating game, you no longer are sure of who you will get, who has lied, and who has told the truth. This being the case, there are so many scammers out there that are looking for their victims. After all, it is easier to scam someone through the internet as opposed to meeting them in person. Romance scammers are out there, and let me tell you, they have made it their business, their job, to scam people and scam people big. In our day of digital age, one would think that it would never happen to them, but it happens even to the most smart, brilliant of people. People that are getting scammed today are not just the old and elderly, but people that are well-known in society, people that have outstanding jobs and credentials. So where does and why does all the scamming occur? Humans have the natural ability to want to be a part of a team, to have a partner, to belong, to feel needed. Scammers prey on this. They look for the weakness in a person and pounce when they see the opportunity. After all, I mentioned this is their job. So they study the individual, getting them to tell them about themselves, and they look for clues. It can be anything. A childhood story, a bad date or relationship, a job loss of a job, anything. The scanner, the scammer will then know about seeming empathetic, and after a while, the person is trusting this individual whom they've never met. It is only a progression that the person starts believing the other person on the other end, and when money pops up, they are more than willing to help. These scammers are not just in Africa either. The scammers are all over. They have the inept ability to figure out where their victims' weaknesses are and then use it to their advantage. During COVID, when everyone was shut in and losing their jobs, scammers were rampant and pounced all over the internet for their victims. After all, people were shut in, lonely, and seeking attention and a way to communicate. This was their way in. It's distressing to me to see all of the people that have gotten scammed by these romance scammers because that is basically what they are called. And it does go both ways. Men get scammed as well as women. I recently read where a 75-year-old woman got scammed out of selling her house and giving $100,000 to the scammer. Many times, these scammers that claim to be men are really women and vice versa. 
Sometimes they are caught, but many times they are not, especially where it entails wire transfers, either through MoneyGram, Western Union, or even Cash App. What is it within our nature that believes these individual stories and wants to help? Are we so desperate for love and attention we will believe what someone is saying, even without meeting these people? I have to admit, during the pandemic, I almost had an anxiety attack from not being in the office, not being social, and I turned to the internet to meet people. Although I never met the people at all, it was comforting to be able to talk or even email these people. And let me tell you, some of these people were nuts, and those that got cut off real quick. But what amazed me is the amount of false profiles that were actually on the apps. The apps, of course, say, well, not all of them, but some of them say they vet who was on their site, who they are, but not all of them do. And even on the ones that you have to pay, there are still scammers. You can look up scammers on the internet and you will see thousands and thousands of websites highlighting scammers. A majority of these profiles are taken from innocent victims who post their life story on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, wherever. If you have a lot of pictures on your profiles, your presence could be used as a, per a potential person on a dating app. I actually met or talked to a scammer during a pandemic. This person actually came clean. I am not sure if it is because I asked so many questions or became so suspicious he finally gave in, that he decided to come clean. I remember an instance when I stated I wanted to video chat with him. Sure enough, he came on the video chat, but his face was very close to the camera, and I asked him why was he so close and to move back. Maybe that's when he knew he would not be able to get over on me. I'm not sure. Anyway, he came clean, but pretended to be a person that knew the person I was speaking to. He actually was in Nigeria. I asked him why and how he started scamming. He told me that in Nigeria, things were very bad and he was hungry. So he started scamming as a way to make ends meet. He was young, maybe mid-twenties. He stated over there, it was a way of life to scam people since there were too many not too many ways to earn money in Nigeria. I admit, I preached to him and told him that while he may have been taking money from one person, he did not know that person's story. Maybe they were seeking love. Maybe they were from an abusive background. Maybe they had lost someone they recently loved. Needless to say, I told him karma was real. He admitted that he felt bad about it, and we started talking as friends for a while, talking about our days and lifestyles. He actually told me that if his person found out that he had told me his true identity, he would be in danger, which leads me to believe that not only was he not made out for scamming, but that this is a big business over there. He told me the scammers actually speak to several people at once, and they have charts and books over their conversations so that they don't mix things up. Did you ever hear that the smartest people 
are actually in, in prison. This is what I thought of when he was telling me this, because scamming is actually a booming business for those that are cunning enough to make it work for them. Regardless of all of this, there are still those people who want to believe, who will listen to the other end and state that what the person is telling them is true. It may not happen right away, but eventually it does happen to a significant number of people. I don't think of these people as ignorant, gullible, or even stupid. After all, it may have taken them a while to believe. It may have been nice for them to finally have a sort of companionship. What I do believe is that these people wanted to have belief and hope as well. And I think this is what the scammer actually represents to them. And this is what the scammer believes is their weakness. Now, looking at the scammer, these people are actually very narcissistic. They only care about themselves. They have no desire or any empathy and do not care for any damage they may have caused. In fact, they get bolder and bolder, believing that they will never be caught. When the scammers are caught, the few things that have been caught, it is interesting to see that they spend these ill-gotten gains on stupid things, materialistic things. It is not as, as if they needed these things. They just wanted them. It is not as if they were extremely poor and in need of a roof over their heads or even food. They do it for the gratification that they see something they want and scamming is a means to get it. Currently, Congress is discussing ways to have social media with restrictive parenting rules. You can only go on certain sites if you are over the age of 17, and this will be vetted through ID or birth certificate. This is the age that we are now living in with all of the bullying and mess that is going on with social media and our younger population. If Congress can enact such a law with social media for minors, why can't we find a vetting service where we can turn this onto the social dating apps as well? There has to be a way where you can vet who a person really is, their age, etc. After all, if you can enable your phone through voice and facial recognition, isn't it possible to enable an app as well with the same technology? Shouldn't there be a way to make sure that the people that are on these sites are really who they say they are? This is one way to deter scammers, but also there should be a way to determine their identity as well. As long as we make scamming attractive with little chance of being caught, then there will always be victims out there. It doesn't matter if you're careful or wary of people asking for money over the internet or careful of meeting people online. The fact of the matter is we are in a digital age and we as a society need to keep up. There are always going to be ways around the system, so to speak. But to sit back and do nothing while blaming the victims is not the correct answer as well. And it is not just laws that need to be enacted, but these apps need to have accountability as well. We have eye scanners to get into our phones, finger scanners as well, 
We use scanners to get through airport security. Why is there not a way to create a verification of identity when going on an app? And I'm not talking about stupid questions about your age. Why can't we upload a driver's license for verification or passport for verification? There are some sites that if you want to purchase prescription drugs, you do need to upload your identification. Is it not right? Is it not the right time to secure the same on these apps? After all, romance scamming apparently is a billion dollar industry. With numbers like these, it makes sense that the scammers see this as an easy, albeit a challenging, industry. And there's very little indication that you will be caught, especially if you are overseas. Not only do I think identity verification will be a deterrence to scammers and the industry, it can also serve as a safety feature as well. After all, you never know who you're you are going to meet on the internet. I think if there is a trail of who you are talking to and the person is legitimate, they are less likely to scam you as well as harm you because of the trail they have left behind. Not only should the government start to pay more attention to these sites, just like they are paying attention to all of the sites and online presence of juveniles that are placing on the internet, but safety should come in numbers for the adults as well that are in a vulnerable state. Make all sites demand to verify identity. Place companies on notice that fail to do so. Could something like this prevent hackers from stealing information? Could something like this prevent pedophiles? Could something like this prevent rapes? I don't know, but it brings up the question for all that we are doing. There is so much more that we are not doing. The digital age has expanded beyond and a lot faster than we ever thought it would intend to be. But it is our responsibility to make sure we are able to stay ahead of it. Thanks for listening to Loose Lips, and until next time.